Hey guys, welcome back to the Homework Assignment Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Patino. Today we have a great show for you. Uh, we have JT here um, with Combat Capital, Capital correct? Um, and he has some great information from us, great insight. If you guys are like me, owning a, a business or small business, even a startup, it's really hard to learn the ins and outs of the economy, the government, when it's, you know comes to trying to get capital to start your business, if you're a startup, or even capital to expand. Um, and JT has some great insights here, and we're really excited to dig in, man. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, JT served in the Army for yes. six years, correct? Yes. So we want to thank you for your service. That's Appreciate phenomenal. It. Appreciate um, it. We could talk in, you know your thoughts of the the way the world is right now, but that'll be a very long show. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> you know, all the politics and everything. Yeah. So um, JT, tell us a little bit about uh, Combat Capital and, and your story behind that. Yeah, sure. Combat Capital is, is really another one of my mistakes and failures that just happened to come through. <laughs> Funny story is my one of my best friends from high school, he had been working in the community uh, doing um, consulting services for small businesses and the Hispanic. Uh, market, which is a huge market here across yeah. the country, um, as you well as you all know, you know. Um, so I always thought, well, oh, that's awesome. He knows that information. He's been going to classes the last ten years that I've been, you know, working with flippers and contractors. He's been doing that. And uh, COVID happened, and you know, we were hitting ten states buying houses with the team. And my hard money and my partner, who pretty much taught me everything, they went to the Bahamas, and they were going to wait out COVID. Oh, wow. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> you guys taught me like when there's blood in the water, that's when you that's go. When you go yeah. yeah, like we could have made $100 million that year and buying properties that people didn't want. Yeah. Like people that are in scarcity, fear city mode, just like people do at businesses, Warren right. Buffett, you know? Yep. So when that happened, you know, I tried to keep things afloat for about probably about another four months and I realized we weren't buying anymore and we weren't moving anymore. We are just offloading stuff. And uh, like other jobs I'd seen before, I was just like, well, man, things are getting risky. Now, rewind about a year before that, my buddy's been trying to push me to use my platform more um, for the local community. And he's like, hey, man, I'm building this lending company. You know this stuff. I'm like, lending? <laughs> he's like, well, you have a degree. You just got your degree in finance and business science. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, but I know like unconventional. I know real estate investing style type lending. I know mortgages. I know stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know business loans and things like that. My yeah. credit's crap right now. You know, I'm just making good money. And he's like, no, you know way more than you think you do. And so I was like, you know what, screw it. You know, nobody's really doing anything during COVID. Right. I saw there's a huge need for this. And the only people, this is like the last year of COVID, 2021, that uh, the last little bit of the lockdown, people were still trying to survive and get their businesses going. And me being an entrepreneur at that time, I really respected that. And I was like, well, let me see what this is about. You know, I'll listen from you. I'll do whatever you say. And uh, let me learn the game that way, you know, because if I could be of service, that's all I've ever really wanted. Yeah. So that's pretty much how I got in, man. I had a bunch of no's until I ran out of no's for my best friend. And then, um, you know, fast forward three and a half years later, and, you know, I own my own uh, private brokerage for that and, and been able to be a resource to the community, not just here, but all over. So Combat Capital, what inspired the name? Combat Capital, um, I had a whole bunch of hardcore names. Like, <laughs> I'm ex-Army Infantry, like I'm boots on the ground, like I don't know. Um, I didn't have the, even with like a little bit of marketing background and everything, like I came up with stuff that was way too hard because I didn't want it to sound like finance, but I wanted to relate my veteran community as well. Of course. You yeah. know, um, 
it, it was hard for me. I saw my buddy told me to come up with a list. He's like, give me 20 names. So I came up with 20 names, mess around with fonts. Uh, remember, this is during lockdown, so we had more time than normal. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started looking at other companies, and I was like, well, I don't want that to influence me. So really, I got a list knocked down to four names, and I just put it out on social media and let the people pick for me. That's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And it worked out. Like, I got so much reaction, so much love, and people were like, I don't even know what this is, but you know, if you're, if you're doing <laughs> like it, I can yeah. help you. I was like, man, where were you at a year ago? <laughs> but it was great, man, to get that feedback, and I knew... Uh, I'm a very uh, faith-based person, also spiritual person. Like uh, I definitely lean on my t intuition as I get older, and there's just a feeling when you know that you're right. It's a little yeah. bit of nervousness, but it's a little bit of hunger. Like let me, you know, when you get that feeling, that's the time to act. So um, I pulled the trigger on that. Uh, I knew how to put everything up, got my LLC, and then started, you know, doing doing the grind of, you know, running another business. That's phenomenal. So. What is your vision behind the company? Like what? What? Like what is your target? Okay, uh, my vision really and target. My target market is really small business owners that are looking to scale and grow, and, are, mm -hmm. and who are in need of resources and or capital. Like that's what we do. Um, my vision is that there's enough information out there that my platform can be accurate, current and quick acting so that we aren't the ones that are slowing up access to capital knowledge or networking you know for a business yeah you know it's interesting you know you mentioned when we were talking about the names you're like yeah you know i didn't want to name it finance and i think that throws a lot of people off especially online right if i'm seeing yeah. like you know me if i'm getting capital for my company all of a sudden i'm seeing finance companies across the board and it's just it's not attractive right it's mm -hmm. almost like it's these new york brokers trying to get to you and mm -hmm. In my experience, which you know goes hand in hand, with what you're saying is like nobody has the information. Yeah. You know, I I feel like our business is pretty pretty good and it's been yeah. going strong. It's been growing, but I still don't have enough information. And like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not scared to go get capital, but I I hold myself back because of that lack of information, right? And yeah. so, you know, you're talking about you know being able to provide that, like, you know, we and we were talking just a minute ago. Um, and this will give you guys a little background on me, but like, you know, I have the same name as my father. Mm -hmm. And so my father used my name for like phone carriers and, you know, on a mortgage and stuff like that um, because his credit was jacked up. And so in turn, he jacked up my credit. So I had a rough start to yeah. building my company and I didn't have somebody like you to be able to kind of guide me. Mm -hmm. um, so what would you, how would you guide someone to get the information that, that you know you can provide people? Mm -hmm. um, don't do it how I did it. I did YouTube University <laughs> to jump in, you know, just so I could argue with what I was doing already and taking night classes at the same time, you know, like wow. trying to learn this finance stuff. And I'm arguing about like real market things with yep. people in class because they're going to be the ones that are in those broker positions or working with those equity firms and things like that, money managers. Um, uh, the real way and the faster way that I did it with my company the last three and a half years was going out and networking and asking for what I want, being specific and clear on what I want. The hardest thing is is to be unclear, right? Mm -hmm. You don't know what you don't know. That causes confusion. Confusion leads to fear. And what's fear? False evidence that appears real, right? Yeah. But it's one of the biggest barriers to everything. And we learn from our parents. Um, these things, not right, wrong, or different, 
But you as a minority, me as a minority, you don't even have to be a minority. If you're not coming from a place of wealth and understanding how money works, you're not getting these things. Yep. So you need to go out to your local chambers. You need to talk to your local nonprofits. Like the real way that money funnels from the government to a small business is very, very simple. Somebody requests a grant or they make a grant, they see a need. The government's usually behind, right? So there's a need in a specific market. They develop a grant or somebody else does it and pitches it to them. Now they go and say, all right, we're gonna open this up and receive the money. Now it goes down to the state level and or the municipality level, like your local level, right? So that's why grants are always changing or some are always updating. But another way is there's rich people that die off that have trust and what they wanna do. I don't want to give it, you know, it's too much money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Let me give it out to the world for a good cause, right? So now you have a lot of trusts that make grants. There's lots of resources and money. It's just understanding the flow of it, right? Um, that's interesting. It's like monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, crazy. You got to know the rules, right? You know, it's funny you bring this up and this um, just kind of goes along with the story, but mm -hmm. a little while ago I was reading that the owner of Hobby Lobby decided not to give his fortune to his family or his mm -hmm. kids. And I always wonder what happens with that money. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It probably gets donated or whatever. Yeah, they'll break it up however they want. And we can do the same thing. You can also make your own bank. There, there's so many financial tools that are out there mm -hmm. that people are more than happy, more than happy. Especially we're very fortunate here in Arizona that we have the tools that we have. It wasn't always like that. The last five to 10 years, I've seen a change the last five years because that's when I've been paying attention to it. But the last 10 years, how much money Arizona has dumped back into its local economy shows why we're still at the forefront, right? It's wow. really us, Texas, Nevada, Florida, like those are the ones, North Carolina's coming up, like, but we're like the cuss, like you, we got new business moving here still. Yeah. And yeah, a downturn. It's growing. Yeah. yeah. Just like the last downturn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So That's I mean, phenomenal. there's always growth. If you guys see me going, hmm, ah, it's because I'm learning a lot right now. And, you know, before we were talking before and I was just digging into, you know, your mind. I'm just like, man, like I wish I knew you before I started my company because I feel like I would be 10 times bigger than I am now. Um, what and this may be a question more for me than the audience, but what is your ideal client? My ideal client is somebody willing to do the work and who's already done some basic information. I don't care if it's the wrong information. They already have that tool going in their head mm -hmm. because I have, it's, I don't have an unnecessary, you know, huge client book. My goal is to whittle down my clients to 30 clients and that's all I'm working with for this specific business. Mm -hmm. So I can still do more philanthropy and nonprofit work where really my passion stuff is. Um, so it's really, um, do you have, have you done your taxes? What's your time in business? Um, what type of lending do you do or have you had credit wise or loan wise, uh, that's in your name personally, yeah. all these things can affect the type of money, the options that you have, um, your, your personal credit score, like until you build out a business profile, like that's why they want you to sign a PG or a personal guarantee. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And that doesn't help you because that's not using your EIN. That's using your social security number. Mm -hmm. So anything goes wrong, what happens? It hits you personally. You should really get off of using anything. I mean, there's different tactics and things mm -hmm. for different needs. But when you have a business, you should be maximizing your business capital. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and we were talking a little bit before the show. Um, you know, these a lot of businesses like me, it's like, hey, 
I've always heard that it takes money to make money. And I do believe that's true to a certain point. I think you can also make money without money, but once you want to scale, when it yeah. comes to scaling, you do need funds or yeah. you're, you're going to end up using the capital that you've worked hard for and you're going to be risking that to build your company, like you said earlier. And, 100%. and I think that's where a lot of bit, like I have a lot of friends who own businesses and I've watched their downfall due to not being able to get capital oh, yeah. for expansion or they grew too big and then they didn't have enough cash flow. Mm -hmm. um, me, for example, construction cash is king, which 100%. I think it is for every single business. Um, and it's really hard to control that cash flow. It's like there's, you know, people go out there and sell their souls for a little bit of capital because they don't know where to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been there. I'm guilty of it. We all And, we all <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but no, that's so, I mean, this information is just miraculous in my opinion. Um, you mentioned a nonprofit. Yeah. You want to touch base, like elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. The nonprofit uh, that I work with is called Bunker Labs. It's okay. uh, for veteran business owners. Um Basically, I'm an ambassador for that, so I'm a caretaker of whatever uh, I'm local city of Phoenix, right? So you'll usually have one or two, and I think we have depends on the state, but we have at least one on almost every state. Some of the, some oh, wow. smaller states are combined, so it's a national program. That's amazing, and it's been around for a while. It's I, I really wanted to do it before I got in and and uh, before I got out of the military, but. Uh, it had closed down in our area. I think the guy who opened it up here went to go open up Seattle, mm -hmm. which gave us an opportunity to jump in and reopen it. So I got to do that with a buddy of mine, Fernando, who uh, was ex-Marine, ex-Army recruiter, and then Sam, who was in, uh, I believe she was in logistics, and she retired helping out Luke Air Force Base doing general, like, contracts, government oh, contracts solid. for that. So, it, and we were people people, right? Like, um... We are just like, hey, people need to get this information. Here's a nonprofit that's already doing this. We, you know, talk to them. How do we get started? What do you guys need from us? And nonprofits, for the most part, if they've been established more than a year, they have a focus and a drive and a cohort class yeah. that they want. Yeah. So the one that I'm in charge of is called the VIR program. And then there's another one called the CEO Circle. And the CEO Circle is like if you have over 100 employees, I think it's like if you're making over a million dollars gross a year, um, those numbers might be change. I mean, they're, they're always subject to change. But with the VIR, VIR program, it's uh, every six months we have a new cohort. So I get about eight to 12, eight to 15 people who are business owners, specialists in their field that want to expand their market, you know, that mm. want to grow their business or they're ready to exit and they don't know how. Like they don't know business yeah. brokers, analysts, things like that, that you should do. You know, they don't know what the going rate is for their business. So by learning from them, it helps me teach every other student, you know, what I know. That's funny. I'm the money guy, but really yeah. it's like I learned just as much from them as they learned from me. That's fantastic. So sounds like you have a lot of experience in helping businesses expand, which is kind of the niche, right? Yeah. Um, what is one mistake you see business owners make on their way through expansion? Uh, not having a realistic plan for not what if, but when. Okay. You know, or or putting the blinders on. Like we've all gotten, like like you, you, you know, you started a business, you worked in the business, you watched it grow. When you're in grind mode and you know you're dealing with leads, you might be dealing with your marketing. Some goggles on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Man. You don't see you, you you can only delegate so much energy. Yep. So what I love to say is removing hats. <clears throat> like take that hat off and give it to a professional. 
Delegate. Take the head off, delegate. Exactly. And that's what a lot of people really need capital for. Their business is fine, but they now they need marketing and things like mm-hmm. that. So you have to learn how to ask for that without, you know, it just being for marketing, right? Yeah. It's, you know, house is going to benefit your, you know, if it benefits your business in more areas, that opens up the options, the capital that you can get so you can get those things. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, and, we, and we've talked about this before on some of our other podcasts, but, you know, business owners burn themselves out. 100%. It's like the biggest thing in, I mean, it's the reason a lot, you know, I mean, I forget the statistic, I think within 10 years, 90% of small businesses go out of business and it's, you know, lack of information, lack of capital, and the fact that they do everything and they burn themselves out and they don't learn how to delegate their yeah. tasks, right? And um, it was interesting, we were part of some coaching programs and one of the things that stuck with me, one lesson was, they made us, hey, write out what your $500 an hour tasks are. And yeah. then write out what your $10 an hour tasks are. Awesome, and he's like, these $10, $15 an hour, that goes to a person that you know that needs to do that. These are where you bring in the most value, right? So exactly. um, do you do you work with any, so you have a partner, right? Yeah, right? yeah, I do. I do. Okay, so um, do you guys have any employees in your company or is it just you two? Yeah, yeah, we, we do. Uh, we, we have agents, we have three okay. agents. So how, how do you, like, Give us a, a little insight on how your relationships are with the people that you work with and how you manage them. Uh-huh. Well, um, because I have the luxury of being small right now and being in the field that I'm in, I only do business with people I know, like, and trust. Perfect. And now I'm starting to say no love and trust, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I, I give a lot of people grace, but you also have to protect yourself. Do you have the proper legal documents in place? Do you have operation agreements? Do those people know what they're doing? In the military, we have SOPs. And in the infantry, I mean, you learn two jobs above you. Because if that person gets knocked down, you need to fill that role. And there is no time. It's react. Yeah, it's, it's action. immediate. Yep. Exactly. And it takes a certain mindset, but anybody can learn it through discipline. Mm-hmm. Discipline will trump skill every day right yeah consistency 100%. right so you don't have to get it all right the first time you just have to be consistent so i live all i mean you saw my google calendar it's color coded yeah. and so yeah. forth like you know i it's have packed. to do that yeah exactly <clears throat> i have to do that to know what are my 500 dollars task are and what are my 12 dollars task are and what's my delegating my crm who's making this call do i really need to be there in person can i put this off you know can i shuffle things around now, for me to be able to do that, I have to know as early as possible what my week looks like. And it works for me if I usually look at three days to four days beforehand and realistically schedule out what that next four days is going to look like. And that way I know where I can add people. Mm-hmm. There's CRMs, there's programs that can do that stuff for you, but I'm a very audible and visual learner like i listen to audible books i like to take notes even if i'm going to type it up anyway because when i write it i know i'm retaining that yeah, you're retained, yeah right yeah. so a lot of times i'll have like a mind map and i'll write stuff out or i'll have uh, several calendars even in my car where i'm making notes and they're for specific things like some things might be for my friends some things might be for events some things are catered to this part of my business something's catered to my nonprofit, and then something's catered to my other business which doesn't take as much time you know yeah you know so it's just you got to manage that then people use family and friends those are all excuses, excuses yeah and we know exactly what those are like yep so you can make time it's what is your valuable time you have to dictate what your value in time is right 100 percent. now this next question i and again i'm just thinking of stuff listening to i mean one you're awesome dude <laughs> everything you're doing is you phenomenal I mean, thank you is, so much for great i'm so glad that you're here 
Um, and this next question might go beyond my imagination um, <laughs> with how many answers there are, but what are some, so you served in the infantry and I, I did something um, that isn't a comparison at all, but I, I gave two years of my life to go serve a mission. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because, you know, when you go serve mm -hmm. in the infantry and for me, when I served a mission, I know there's certain things that we learned that, that have helped us become successful in our fields that a lot of people don't, you know, if they don't go serve a mission or they don't go to the army, mm -hmm. they're not learning those lessons. So what is, what are some lessons that have helped you create what you've created um, that you may have learned in the army and be, and were able to transfer over? Mm -hmm. um, what are some of those lessons? Uh, a funny thing that you, uh, we love acronyms um, just because it makes things a lot easier yeah. to memorize. So if you talk to any military person, they know the acronym KISS, and it's keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> That's it. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if you if you break that down, it's I'm an analyst personality style by trade. I'm a big thinker. I'm a dreamer. I like to be a creator, but I know how to turn that off and go to action as well, mm -hmm. right? And if you have a plan. And then it becomes about the action of executing that plan. Those are things that the military helped teach me. But it wasn't anything different that I didn't learn within sports or personal relationships or, you know, in religion. You know what I mean? It's There's certain orders of all of us being human. If we just take a look around and become observant, um, you can get keys and points. And that's, you know, that's the best example I can give you. Yeah. Like we had a lot of books. We retrain things. So even though we knew them, we still had review them over review, and over. Yeah, yep. all the time. The best leaders I ever had. I mean, they beat the brakes off of us with information, whether it's physically or mentally, but it was repeated. And like, it's like you have a basic training, right? Like you have to learn, all right, what's it like in the military? How are we supposed to line up? How are we supposed to wear our uniform? How is our day set out? Those things were all done for you, but you are responsible for it. Mm -hmm. And that could be a person that's 26, 25, like when I joined, when all my friends were coming home, or somebody who's 17 who has no life experience. Right? Yeah, yeah. I had already been to two colleges before. So it was like, all right, cool. I don't have to make up my day anymore. Yeah. I know what it's going to be. You know, show up early. If you're 10 minutes late, or if you're not 10 minutes early, you're late. Those are principles that I, I do my utmost. And having clear communications, another one. That, that just beat in my head when you say that, RJ. It's um, like a, you can get away with a lot with saying, I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. But yeah. you should never start off a conversation with, I'm sorry. Right? Yep. Because that means you you weren't responsible for something and now you're sorry for it. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's just my humble opinion. So, like, um, you're running late. Let, don't think of an excuse. Tell that person you're running late. They'll respect yep. you more. You know? Yeah, 100%. Especially you being a contract, you know that, bro. Oh, yeah. You imagine bad PGs, like everybody's seen them, you know? Yeah. Like project managers that can't manage people or are timid or don't have clear communication, somebody might be asking you something they need help in and you think you relate it to them in a way that they understand, but right. you never you never verify. Yeah, yeah. You know? yep. Like when 100%. we call, have call signs, the guy on the other side of the radio relays that information back to you. you yeah. know? When we pass information going down the tree, you know, that's what we're doing. We're relaying that information like telephone, but you're still relaying it to the original source so you know it's the correct information. Exactly, yeah, 100%. That's phenomenal. Um, man, I'm learning so much, this is great. Um, for, I asked you a little bit earlier, um, kind of what a day in your shoes is like. I'm kind of curious. Um, so I, I've read a book, How to Make Your Bed. 
Okay. Have you ever read that? I've book? heard of it. Yeah. I haven't read it. Yet. Okay, yeah. so my my wife read it. She introduced me, and it's like you know talking about how you start your day off with a success, you mm-hmm. know, and that kind of sets the momentum mm-hmm. for the day. What do you do in your life, in your day, to start your day off with success and create that momentum? Um, like I said, mentioned before, I, I look at what I'm doing. Uh, I'll take a quick glance because everything's digital now for the most part. Yeah. Take a quick glance um, before I'm getting ready to get myself to sleep so I know what the day is. So I'm waking up with an anticipation of that going to be a win. Sometimes, you know, we take L's, you know, we have those yeah, losses like days before. And it's all on mindset. I'm big into mindset, did a lot of personal development after the military. So it's all on our perception of what that's going to be. If you wake up, if you're going to bed saying tomorrow's going to be a good day, it's that much easier to wake up and make it a good day, right? We create good days, right? Yep. You know, and at the end of the day, it's just our viewpoint. Yeah. Like, if, what is it, Les Brown says, if you're going to fall, fall on your back, because if you look up, you can get up. Yeah. You know, it's... Some people call me an op- like an optimist all the time, but that's not the case. Like I do a lot of prep work for that day and the very start of my day for that to be good. Well, and you know, it comes down um, to attitude, right? Yes. Like your mindset. And I think it's such, it's so interesting because the mindset is like, it's hard to control, but it's like, at the same time, it's all up to you. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. is for you to make a decision, like you're saying, hey, if I go to bed knowing that I'm going to wake up in a good mood, I'm going to get at it, then I'm ready when, when I wake up to get at it. I'm in a good mood, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to control your mindset is such a huge part, no matter what business you guys may be running, what you know, whether startup or even in your home life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is a homework assignment. And we've, we've talked a lot about how to find the balance between home and life. And I think the number one thing is start off with your attitude. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And being able to have that good mindset that you're going to be able to do what needs to get done. You're going to be able to exceed and you're going to be happy while, while doing it. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's fantastic. Um, I want to pick your brain about, um, and this might go back into the arm a little bit, but what is, what is one life lesson? If you could go back 30 years and you could be like, okay, this is a life lesson I want to teach myself before I begin everything. Mm-hmm. What is a life lesson you would teach yourself after everything you've been through in the army, building your companies, um, you know, serving the people? Like what, what is a lesson? A life lesson that I would teach myself 30 years ago would be that you need people, but you don't need everyone. What do, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that I'm a very people person, right? Like I love working in groups. I love uplifting teams, but sometimes I hide my leadership skills in doing that. Hmm. And I lived my life like that until I really had to be a leader or run my own company, work with other companies, you know, put myself out there vulnerably and give education to people, have people trust me. Like those are things I had to learn that were already in me. Yeah. So I think it would be encouraging that. Because I, I doubled down on just getting a bunch of information. And everybody knows this. When you're learning, it can if you're learning something that you like doing, that's the obsession. Yeah. And you can yeah. get stuck in learning mode and not doing action mode. So I would join groups and depend on other people to do the things that I already could have been doing myself, which mm-hmm. probably held me back a little bit. But the universe gives you, God gives you what you are, what you're ready for. Mm-hmm. I truly do believe that. And I'm very impatient and I want it. Now, but <laughs> I, know, I know how you feel. I'm, I'm. Everybody knows I'm very impulsive, so yeah, it's just me like, too, I don't want to wait. Too. I just want to go. I'm gonna shoot yeah. for the stars and see what happens. Right. You know what I mean? I always uh, said I jump in with two feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, and you know it works for some people. I, and yeah. I, for me, like I don't know. Yeah, I know a lot of people that don't recommend like, hey, make sure you think about it and you take your time. And for me, it's just like I want it. I'm gonna go get it. And if I fail, it's just gonna be turning life lesson. Yeah. And you mentioned about like falling on your back and not and not your stomach. And I think that's yeah. the biggest thing. Like if you can have that mindset that you are going to 
know you're going to fail mm -hmm. and expect it, but you're going to get back up again. Everybody could do everything in the world. You know, oh yeah, 100%. They, 100%. If they, with persistency and consistency, mm -hmm. it, they would accomplish everything. Um, mm -hmm. But no, that's 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 an amazing life lesson. I think when I look around in the world, I see a lot of people that are codependent. Yeah. Um, and people, you know, I, I'm writing a book right now, um, okay, called, and I'm, I'm going to name it the power chain because I feel like a lot of people are held back. Kind of like what you're talking about. They're waiting for someone else to do something so they can do something, or they're mm -hmm. waiting for something to transpire in their lives so they can take the action yeah. needed. And all that does is kill dreams and hold people back from their true potential. 100%. You know what I mean? And it's, and it, it's so true. Don't wait on everybody else. Yeah. And, but I also agree with you know, God puts people in our paths for a reason. You know what I mean? I've had so many wow moments to where like I've done something, I wasn't sure about it. And then it led me here. I'm like, wow, oh, that's yeah. why I needed oh, yeah. to do that. Um, and even out of failures, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like you were the most from failing. What, what's your biggest failure? I'm kind of, I'm curious. <laughs> uh, my biggest, if you don't mind sharing, <laughs> I've got my nod. Um, I would say my biggest failure wasn't not asking for help at a young age, but not encouraging myself that I could do it. Hmm. I always knew I could do it, but I would wait, wait, procrastinate, procrastinate until I had to do something or the world was burning for me yeah. to get it done. And um, that held me out, held me back and gave me a lot of other issues, you know, of like codependency, like you were talking about. And we're taught like you know in our world in western society that failing is bad failing is wrong no that's completely false fail faster fail yeah more as much as fail you can. early yeah. yeah like as you get later we, we all fail at things yeah. but how we perceive that like you said that mindset of being able to okay well that's the way not to do it like everybody goes back to edison but tesla was a way better inventor and how many times do you think he had to do things to come up with his inventions right for people yeah. still not to remember, you know, yeah. that's why we have Hunter and Curran and things like yeah. that. You know what I mean? So it's doing it for yourself, um, not holding yourself back. And if you and ask and not just asking for help, but doing the action that's gonna help you, right? So how do so I know for a fact that we also have moments where we have that voice in our heads like, hey man, can I do this? Am I yeah. able to do this? Am I enough? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um that's especially yeah. yeah, especially that's in growing a business, like People think, oh, you know, these multi-millionaire, the most successful people you can think of in the world, that they don't face these emotions. They 100% do. These 100%. Might, every single time, um, I think about Grant Cardone. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but yeah. he did a show called The Undercover Billionaire. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a very hard challenge. I'm not going to go into it. But, you know, this the, here's this guy, huge reputation, made of millions and millions of dollars. And, you know he's crying in shows and yeah. he's, he's, he's facing those emotions. Like, did I do this wrong? Did I, did I sign a, you know, my yeah. death sentence on when I joined this show? Because once I fell or if I fell, it's going to ruin my reputation. It's mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter how successful you are when you're consistently trying to become a better person, doing self-development and building a business mm -hmm. as well. You're going to face those emotions. What do you do to get past those emotions? Um, if it's something that's overbearing for me, like that's when I get, I get goosebumps from just hearing you talk about it because that's when I know it's time for action. Yeah. That's when I'm yeah. ready to go. I mean, I've been programming my mind like this 
for years. Like uh, I watched my friends go through PTSD. So like uh, a lot of the, the positives and negatives, that stuff stuck with me while I was in service. So when I was in service, I was reading books. Uh, YouTube was just getting, you know, as big as, you know, a lot bigger, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So I woke up to positive messages every day or went to bed with them, no matter what happened. Yeah. And I did that consistently for six years. I still do that, maybe not every day, but I use social media for knowledge, um, for networking and for you know positive reinforcements. Yep. Yeah, you know what I mean. And people say, oh, you should have, you should be able, especially people coming from my background. Um, uh, people are like, you should you should be able to do that. This stoic thing is so great right now, right? Yeah. Like just block off emotions. That works for you for a time period. That's a tool. You can't use a hammer for a screwdriver, right? Yeah. You have to be able to have multiple tools and know how to use them. You yeah. know, then you're sculpting, right? Now you're perfecting your mindset. Well, and that, that's my belief. That's what I work no, on. No, yeah. And I ask for help. Awesome. Like I have friends that are in public speaking. Right there, yeah. You know, I get coaches. <clears throat> I'm in mentor programs. I've spent tens of thousands of dollars being coached. Uh, but some of my best lessons have been with big stars because nobody else raised their hand yeah i went to a book signing with damon john and he's like all right all you have to do is sign up on your phones and you know the first you know 12 people that sign up i'll come back and listen to your pitches or give you business advice bro four yes. people signed up. value that's four it people signed up oh, I, I got to spend God. he extended his time and i got to talk to him about the what what i thought How my amazing. friends were doing wrong in real estate what i think we could be doing what the market's gonna do my idea for different things and like to have somebody's time like that, treat people's time with respect. Oh, yeah. Especially the ones that you care about and you know, because those are the ones we don't respect their time. Yeah, most yeah. Right? yeah. Well, and it's like, um, you know, you brought up help and, and being able to ask for help. I think in today's society, now, I take pride in, in being a man. Like, one of my passions, it goes Me way too. beyond entrepreneurship, <laughs> and it's being a, a protector, provider for the yeah. people that I love. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a dad, and I have a couple girls, and so for me, it's like, yeah, it's, 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 that's my passion, you know what I mean? And in this day and age, um, you know, a lot of men put on a face, like, hey, like you were talking about, 100%. numb out, shut your emotions off. War I used pain, to do that pain. all the time. War pain. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I had a couple hardships growing up and it really, it did really end up numbing me. And like, I just, you know, I felt like I'm a little bit more hard hearted because of it. Um, but there's a Bible, um, story and man, I need to brush up on the Bible a little bit, but I don't know if it was James, John, Peter, one of the apostles steps yeah. off on a boat when Christ is walking in the water. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, he beckons him, Hey, come walk to me. And so he starts walking. He takes, you know, four or five steps. Everything's good. He looks around, sees all the waves and then starts drowning. What I find interesting about this story is that when it talks about it, it didn't say, but as you know, he was starting or like right when he knew he was going to start drowning, he asked for help. It was when he, he down was under. down yeah. under yeah. when he was down under then he asked for help and yeah. it's like how long do we actually wait to ask for help yeah uh, whether it's from mentors peers and i'm not talking about codependency relying on people to Sometimes do stuff for you hearing but yeah, yeah but it's it's actually having the guts to be like hey i need help here who can i go and mm -hmm. that is another thing that i really feel i mean it's held me back before in my life and i think it holds, holds other people back is not understanding that it's okay it's mm -hmm. okay to go to people go to find people that have done bigger than you better than you and go ask what they've done yeah. um you know just like you're talking about like getting that guy's time like i, I can't believe four people signed up for it that's yeah, that's that's it, that's it dude yeah. like i would have been all over that like right, how right. valuable is that time you know like 
Anyways, that's that's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing it, story. It's like you said. It's when when are we asking for that help? Yeah, you know, putting on that face, being that male, being that masculine. There's nothing wrong with that, but the Bible also says in Ecclesiastes, I believe that is order. It says uh, time. Uh, what is it? Nah, I would forget it. it it's it's basically going over uh, talking about there's there's a time and place for everything, right? So like sometimes men like if you go back to prehistoric things, I get this from this book called Understanding Women. Any of my okay. fellows out there, if you want to understand yourself and communicating with a woman, it's the best book I've ever read. I think we all do. Hundred percent. Men's girlfriend gave it to me. It was eye opening, bro. Um, but long story short, it goes into talking about how we're, you know, how we became herd animals and why we communicate the way that we do. Interesting. Men have, we're pack animals. Women are not. That's why men ask for loyalty. Hmm. And she breaks this down better and do a better exp explanation of this. But women switch up friends like that, right? Yeah. The yeah, friends, they, yeah. They do All have, day. you know, like the longest, not saying that they can't, but the majority that they've tested, you know, we operate in different things. If you look at the book, men, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, like yeah, things yeah, like that. Yeah. Like there's differences between us and our mentalities. And being able to ask for help, sometimes you need that 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 working person that working brother that uh spiritual leader that mentor yep. that can understand you and what you're really asking you know because sometimes we don't know what we're asking for right we sound like we're waving the flag but you know it might not be coming out the right exactly, way exactly and yeah. so you might need somebody who understands you or the bias of people understanding you need somebody completely different to hear you out and give you an outside opinion you yeah know what I mean? yeah but you learn that stuff by growing and gain experience yourself, in my opinion, right? You got to learn like, hey, if I'm feeling down in multiple days, like, what am I going to do? All right, what's my plan to fix this? The fastest thing to change your feelings is doing something physical, mm -hmm. right? Um, the hardest thing for me personally to do is just to put on blinders, turn off my honest mind and start meditating. It's not going to work for me. I have to beat myself down. I've been pre-programmed to do that over the years to wear myself down so I can calm my brain down and then I can, you know, refocus and where I'm at and then I can start listening to things, you know, that yeah. are going to support me, people who are going to support me. Uh, one of my best friends, I mean, he's the biggest a-hole like you'll ever meet, <laughs> but he always tells me directly, you know, things that I don't want to hear, but I need to hear. Love those you guys. You need to have those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. hey, Mikey's one of those guys for me. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I can see that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, my yeah, my next question is, um, so, you know, you, you mentioned you're a man of faith, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, about the Bible we've talked about a little bit. So, how has faith affected when you served in the Army as well as, as you've built your businesses and become who you are today? Uh, well, that was that's a very good question. I'm not the norm, I would say. Um, the religion I was brought up in didn't acknowledge a lot of government and definitely not war. Mm -hmm. Um but I knew, like, I'm a third-generation uh, military kid. Like, so uh, it, it was something of a duty that I knew I would be good at. I knew what I was going to do in there. And it was always a chapter, not the book. <laughs> so me and God have uh, a, a funny relationship at times, you know. I still hold a lot of resentment towards God because I've seen a lot of – I get a lot of worthiness stuff from losing so many amazing people. Like uh, – I 
talked before we were on, like my best friend died six months after I got home and I was working with him to learn medical sales. So I didn't really get to deal with my PTSD till after that. You know, I stayed with his two-year-old son and his girlfriend for about two and a half more years in an area that I didn't really know, a lot of people I didn't know, but it helped me grow as a person. Like, God gave me that, you know? I like to say every blessing comes from God and the universe. And um, the only, like, real devil is, uh, you know, the wolf within ourselves, right? Like, even the Bible and many different other religions, too. I have a lot of Arabic friends, Jewish friends as well, Buddhists. Um, in every in every text, you go back and it says God made us in His image, right? So, uh, without the manipulation of different interpretations of religion, and this is all my own opinion, I think that God gave us everything that we need, but we also get a lot from the universe as well, right? <laughs> like we have to understand who we are to really get that power for yeah. ourselves, like. Your brain is so powerful. And I can literally say this, working with neuroscience, you know, working with neurosurgeons and watching the things they do. I watched one of the tools I used to sell was a, um, a ferromagnetic wand. So it could heat it, heat it up like using magnets and okay. on, right? And they would use this as a resection tool. So you would do this to dig out bad or dead skin and things like that. Well, neurosurgeons would use it on brain, removing tumorous cancers. <laughs> and I say that to say this. I've seen people freak out and have a bad time after getting that small cancer removed that might be as big as a thumbnail and have problems and things like that. But I can't say for sure, but a lot of it I think was self-imposed. Mm -hmm. Like because I'm in the hospital, all these things are gonna be bad afterwards. I'm never gonna be the same. Adds up to that. What we believe is true, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so we have to believe that we're all here for a purpose. And um, that God of the universe or whatever you believe in, that is there to support you, right? And if you're acting at your best and wanting the most from other people, the more support you're going to feel. Whenever I feel real bad and real down and uh, I don't feel like I can break through, uh, one of my action things is to go donate my time. It doesn't matter to be what. It could be a 5K, it'd be helping out, set up stuff with my, a lot of my friends taught soccer for kids and things like that. That helped me through so many bad times, reading the scripture, not reading the scripture, reading conflicting things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I could get a more well-rounded viewpoint so I could solidify what do I feel is right. Yeah. You know, where am I acting at my best? Where am I getting my most successful repeatable things not on a whim right yeah you know i love i love that you're saying that um you know in whether you read self-development books mm -hmm. you know business entrepreneur books or the bible the mm -hmm. scriptures we all know that and, and some people consider it like good karma for example yeah, right? yeah, yeah. so like whatever you put out there you're going to get back 100%. and you know when I went, when I left on my mission, I was in two years of service of other people, like 100%. consistently helping other people, whether it had to do with the religion or it was service cleaning out some old lady's gutters. Like I was the most happy I think I've ever been in my life because I wasn't focused on me. You know what I mean? And um, I think that is a very important lesson to be learned 
whether it's in your home life and your business life, that the more you can go out and give, mm-hmm. the better and more. Whether you have a lot or a little, 100%. you're gonna you're gonna be happy, which is gonna lead you to even more success. I remember like 100%. when I first came back from South America, um, I had met my wife. We had gotten married. Mm-hmm. I was bringing home like eight hundred thousand dollars a week doing landscaping services. Awesome. Um, yeah. I was actually supposed to go to a business college out in Utah with some friends, and I had this feeling, this impression that I needed to go home and help my family. I came mm-hmm. back. Found out my mom was just horribly addicted to drugs. I had to mm-hmm. put her through, you know, um, rehab and all these things, and it, it ultimately led me to my wife as well. And mm-hmm. um, and I've been very grateful for that. Um, and you don't but, see that at the time. Exactly. <laughs> You're yeah, just like, you don't. the yeah. house is on fire, and I need more buckets. Yeah, right? yeah, one hundred percent. And it, it's weird how it works out because I'm like, oh, my whole plan's gone up in flames. You know, <laughs> yeah. like what? Like I don't know what I'm gonna do now, but I need to go do this. And now I couldn't imagine my life without having done that. You know, right? Yeah. And um, but I think one of the one of the biggest things is that, you know, I look I look back then when I you know I was going through all that, um, and I felt like my life was in more of a chaos back then. Rather now, I'm more established. I have a family. I know who I am. I have my head yeah. on my shoulders. I've built a business. You know, I've I have more money now than yeah. I did back then. But a few months back, and I don't know how many to be specific, but earlier this year. I, I was just feeling crappy and I'm like, why do I feel so unhappy right now? Like I, you know, I'm, I'm where I want to be. I'm, I'm not completely, but I'm mm-hmm. further along that path. You know, I have the things that I want. Why am I more unhappy now than I was back then? Mm-hmm. And the key to that is helping other people and mm-hmm. servicing other people. And, and, you know, all these business books that I read, cause I'm really, I'm a really big nerd on just kind of business development and stuff like that. And they always talk about like, which shows help people. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's go help people. The more like, don't do something and expect something in return. Just do it out of love. And mm-hmm. the world, the way the universe, yeah. the way God works, is that it all comes back. And I think that is just mm-hmm. that it would be for me and a lesson I can go back and teach myself is like, dude, mm-hmm. just focus on other people. Yeah. Don't focus all on yourself. Focus on other people, and everything will come into place. And yeah. that's that's just phenomenal. So yeah, I mean, it's it's. I really believe in a win-win mentality, right? Or a win-win equals a win. Yeah. So like, um, with that, you also have to remember there's time. There is a good focus on yourself too. But you had that intuition, you know. Like I know I need to be there for my family. I did the same thing back when I was in North Carolina. Like I thought that was where my life was going to be after the military. Had no idea I was going to get into real estate. I learned, I got to be this person in the last 10 years because of that decision to come back home and thinking and having that, knowing that I, I needed to be there. I wasn't sure yet. But it's it's like you said, like God, the universe, every, everything puts us where we needed to be. And if we put action on that. Yeah. There's 100%. nowhere in the Bible where God gave you something for free. Yeah. Like you all had to do something. And or there was a contingency towards it, right? There was an action. There was just yes. something, right? You know, like uh, it, it's just funny how the world works like that. Um, the Japanese have a have different sayings for talking about knowing your 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 ike, like knowing your purpose. You know, knowing what you wake up for and what you're going to sleep for, and what it is in family and health and and a better society. Like we have all these things that are regurgitated. Like the Quran has different things like that of helping on your brothers and sisters. So like if you go and look at these different texts, it all talks about taking action, right? Mm-hmm. And lending a hand. You know, what I mean, if you look at like I just use a reference, you look at the Bible, Jesus, you talk about Mary, you know what I mean? Like you talk about the the women that he associated and the men they associated, like Paul's name was Saul before. He was a murderer. Yeah. He killed 
Christians before, you know, before he became a Christian, you know what I mean? So, I mean, there was forgiveness after that, yeah. you know, like if you believe in Jesus, there was change, right? Yeah. It was shown. Like every spiritual leader has that. And you can pull that out of yourself where you might not know that you've been like that for other people, but you won't know unless you ask, right? Yeah, exactly. Like what's wrong with asking like, hey, we had a lot. If there's anything that you really need, you know, it's always good to hear that, right? Yeah. And 100%. that takes a big person to say that. Yeah. But when do we go and say, hey, you know, when I'm messing up, can you make sure that you call me on this? Yeah. Or I'm worried about this or I'm working on this plan. Can you help support me in that? Dude, uh, yeah, that, oh, gosh, that's phenomenal. I think that's like, you know, I had to have a meeting with our team or I, I brought it up a few times because it's like, you know, as a leader or as someone who's, you know, in, in a position of, of leadership, mm -hmm. you know, you're constantly trying to help other people get better. And a lot mm -hmm. of times that leader gets left out. Right? Oh, like, time. Yeah, you know, yeah. people are like, oh, I, I don't want to go tell my boss, dude, you suck at yeah. this. You know, like people get afraid. And, and it's also hard to realize how to open up that doorway to allow people to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, sometimes uh, people get lost in that and they're not able to receive that uh, yeah. criticism, which is healthy. Right. Yeah. Um, and anyways, you know, that I was just thinking about that because like I, I just a little while ago, I was like, man, I just. I know I'm messing up that stuff, but nobody's telling me what I'm messing up on. Either that or I'm in a list so many yeah. times, bro. And, that, and that's because you're in your head and you're not asking for it. You're not clear. You're not being, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how can somebody else be clear, right? Exactly. Like it's so easy to see on the outside in, but yeah. when we're going through it, you're in that emotion. You're worried you're about it. You're locked in, like, yeah. You know, like uh, I would always ask for things that I didn't need mm -hmm. when really I should have been asking. No, I shouldn't shit myself, but I mean, really it was, I, I needed to be asking something else. I was too afraid to ask that. Yeah. So I had really good mentors and good people around me with more experience than mm -hmm. me that I could open up and be vulnerable to, that I didn't care how I was coming off. Yeah. It was like, they accept me a certain way. I can yeah. I can get that real judgment and help. Yeah. And then and, and the army really helped me callous up like that. Mm -hmm. Like my sergeant, like, like my call sign was Taliban. Like my last name's Turner. Like you want to go walk into a chow hall or where you go and eat your lunch, dinner and breakfast in a foreign country with your peers and superiors fighting the Taliban and somebody yells out, where's Taliban at, right? Like there's a yeah. lot of tough skin I had to get, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I've been called everything in the book, right? And that was just for that job. And that made, that I, I say that to say that it doesn't matter how it comes out, it's mm -hmm. the delivery. It, yes. Are you getting the message across? Are you communicating your needs and what you want? You've mentioned that a couple of times about being specific. You know, yeah. um, there's, it's really interesting and I'll go back into um, some of the faith part a little bit. It's like, oh, I've had a, um, you know, in our church and stuff, we, we give talks, like the, the, the congregation people get called mm -hmm. once a week to give talks in church. And mm -hmm. um, something I've talked on uh, a few times is specific prayer. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes even further into to our lives. Like mm -hmm. if you guys are, if you guys are not specific um, or if we are not specific in what we're asking for, we're mm -hmm. not communicating, you're not going to get the right outcome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've noticed like when I pray, if I'm asking like, hey, I hope that, you know, I can have good health or everybody can have good health or when I'm more specific, my answers or more specific, mm -hmm. right? So if you're more specific of what you asked, you're gonna, you're gonna expect a more specific mm -hmm. response backwards. Rather, if you're vague, you can expect a vague response. You know oh, what I mean? hundred percent. And so, that's all you get. Yeah. That, that's why, uh, like some of my uh, mentors would tell them, would force me to get out of that, you know, really all- That blockage. Yeah, the blockage yeah. and confusion. Yeah. Really, that unclarity is, is a way for your mind to hide. 
You know, it's 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 a it's a defensive mechanism. Yes. Right? Really, we know what we want. We feel what we want, even if we can't express it. Like our body, our soul, everything knows what, it, what we want. Yep. And as soon as we're clear on that, how easy does the world just part its ways out of your way for it? Yeah. Like to us, to it, it gets scared you. Like I've had blessings where I sat back and I was like, I'm not ready for that. And thank God I had good people who saw more of me. They're like, no, 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 go do that. Yeah. Go do that. This is why you need to do that. Who are you letting down by not showing up exactly. you know, as yourself? Like, it's something I, I work on, I pray about. I, I, I do a lot of mental gymnastics with coaches because I have a pretend worthiness complex through and through. Mm-hmm. You know? And I can guess some ways where it comes back. Uh, re and I let it into my life, but I don't let it control me. Right. And, and I think that's that happens to anybody that's having some sort of success, right? Yeah. Because you, you, you work so hard to get there, but you, you know, realize it's, it's part of the journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, like that. You, you guys know when you're building a commercial building or a house, yeah. like you go, you got to have a foundation before you start framing. Exactly. And you can't throw a wall, you know, drywall. Yeah, I've seen it done without a foundation. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, turn right? out very well. Yeah. <laughs> You will not have the same successes, yeah. right? Yeah, 100%. My, my, I have a really close personal friend, and I call him a mentor too, that he always says, and he gets this from his mentor, your roots produce your fruits. Mm. So what you're That's good. putting in, you know, what you're, what you're consistently locking down on, what you're being clear about, what you're moving towards, yeah. you know, that's where we get those juicy fruits. And fruit doesn't come overnight. Yep. It takes time to mature. Even after it's plucked, sometimes it still needs to mature, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what we are. We're constantly maturing. And that means that our wants and needs and beliefs change as we grow, you know? Mm-hmm. If not, you're not growing. Yeah. And I truly believe you're in growth or decay. There is no standstill. You know, and, and kind of, uh, this would be the last thing I touch on, but like kind of um, on another part of that, like when we ask for criticism or when you guys as business owners ask for criticism, um, you want to make sure you can take in what you can handle and actually implement. Um, so one, he talked about like, you know, letting letting your guard down, being able to accept it, have tough skin and realize, okay, hey, you may not be good at this, but that's the only way you're gonna know to get better. But at the same time, like, and I, I'm, I'm talking about experience at this moment, cause I we've been doing a lot of coaching programs, a lot of uh, good, good. self-development programs and stuff like that. And, I've invested more in ourselves than, yeah. <laughs> than anything else at this that point this year. great team. Yeah. And one of the biggest things I'm realizing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all this information from this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I have too much information and mm-hmm. I need to slow down and I need to start implementing and actually intaking it mm-hmm. rather than just, because we can all go get a ton of information 100%. online. You can pull books, you can do this, go to as much school as you want. But if you're not retaining and actually applying and taking action, it's not going to get you anywhere. You can have all the information in the world. You can know exactly how to be a billionaire, but if you don't put it to use, Mm -hmm. you're never going to be a billionaire. Right. And, um, so I think it's really important to also know that, that, you know, for me, when I started getting into self-development, I was going all out. I was getting all these books, reading things like mm-hmm. two books at a time. And then I realized, okay, well, I'm guilty I, I got to slow down and I actually need to apply this stuff. So make sure you guys realize that as you're growing in your self life and you know, your personal life and your business life, that information is good, but don't overload it. Cause then you're not going to implement it. And then it does, you no good whatsoever. Right. And yeah. like you're saying, so I have a, when I moved into, um, I have a rental property that I just moved into. And they have fruit trees. And I was like, awesome. oh, dude, awesome. I have a bunch of fruit. Well, the first time the fruit grew, 
they were small and I mean from peaches, all this kind of stuff. Like I didn't get any good fruit because there was so much on there. Yeah. So yeah. then I learned, okay, I gotta prune a little bit. I gotta yeah. I gotta shake the tree, get all of them down. So the ones that do stay there, they grow big, they grow juicy, and I'm like, Nutrients. those are the ones I want, right? Yes. Yeah. And so that yeah, I just put two two together. They're like, wow. okay, hey, yes, we need to slow down a little bit. We need to be able to take what we can handle, implement it, then move on to the next piece. Yeah, and sometimes it's after implementation, you have to redo the process. Yeah, from yeah. the start. I All had over again. when I was in that mode of just information dumping, like and gain like that that's all i was doing because that's all i knew at that moment right right and i was too scared to really take massive action i take a little bit of action that's why my first business is called massive purpose <laughs> because i went to a speaking gig in la and another guy who was getting a movie made about him and his whole personal journey like it was such a crazy experience we stayed up talking in opposite rooms and He's like, well, that's what you do, though. You're taking massive action. That's your real purpose. I was like, yeah, I want to have like my name for my company be personal. He's like, that's what it is. It's massive purpose. <laughs> it's so funny. And I lived that. And he was the one that told me, all right, it's cool. You've read a hundred and something books. How many of them can you quote? How many yeah. of them do you know? How many have you reread? Like what's yeah. more important is how well you know the information, right? Yeah. So reread a book. Take a year to reread a book instead of reading all these books again you know yeah new stuff comes out with the information my dad always used to say there's nothing new under the sun it's yeah. just it's just shown differently yeah you know and, and it's kind of funny because as i started reading all these books i've told my team i'm like guys these are universal laws like exactly. laws of success in personal and, and work life they're universal they've been used for hundreds of thousands of years whatever you want to call it and they're the same they've just been implemented a little differently they may have been adapted a little bit differently to society technology whatever the case well, is, the but they're the happen. same they're yeah, the same yeah, there's yeah. nothing new under the sun it's the perfect way to put it so fantastic well jt it's been dude an honor to have Thank you, you. It's, it's been, been um, great i've learned a lot from you and i appreciate that and um you know i hope if there's anything we can do to help you we, we want to be there as well um, guys, if you go on to the links below, you're going to find information for JT, his businesses, what he does. Mm -hmm. I'm sure many of you out there have already heard like, Hey, I want to, you already know you want to contact him and get, and get some advice from him and work with him. I know we do. Um, so, um, you'll be able to find everything links below. Also our links to our elder contracting page, the HWA website, um, and yeah. where our information is. And, you know, we just... This is all about giving back, guys. Like we've we've been through stuff, um, and we haven't been through everything, right? We're still learning from people, but what our experiences are what we want to share, so that we can help you guys that are going through the same thing, and at the same time, you guys are helping us, right? We're all learning together. So this is the the journey of life. This is the homework assignment podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Woo. Subscribe, like, subscribe, and like. Yes, and review. Yeah. <laughs>